welcome to Early Childhood Ireland's podcast, which features interviews and discussions on all issues relating to high quality in early years and the school age care sector. In our episodes, we have a range of speakers who are leaders in the areas that matter to Early Childhood Ireland members. This podcast series is proudly supported by Aricus Insurance, which offers a comprehensive range of cover at discounted premiums for both business and personal insurance products. So pop over and visit www.aricus.ie for more information. So in this new series, we're exploring the Regio Media philosophy. It's tying in with exciting news about the National Pyjama Day Regio Media project. In previous episodes, we spoke about the Regio Media term, the 100 languages of children. So now over the current episodes, we're going to look at the evolution of this approach. We're going to speak to members of Early Childhood Ireland who've been to the Italian city Reggio Emilia, which is the birthplace of the ethos. We'll also examine some of the, the key aspects that make this such a world-renowned way of really seeing children. And to get the series underway, I'm delighted to be joined by Melissa Tanaskovic, Manager of the Membership Excellence and Learning Team at Early Childhood Ireland. Melissa's background in early years is rooted in a passionate interest in creative arts and child participation. She originally studied design communication before moving into the early childhood care and education field in Australia. She considers training and mentoring as a key element of quality in early learning and care. She's worked as an educator, a service manager and a trainer. So she combines experience from a range of creative disciplines to to her work. So, Melissa, you're really welcome. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. No problem, Maura. Thanks for having me. So, uh, can we start maybe by looking back um, a bit? Can you take us through some of the background to the original development and evolution of the Regimilia approach? Yeah, so um, many of the listeners might know that after World War II, um, families, well, particularly a group of mothers um, together with a group of teachers, really wanted to create um, their own early childhood education system. Um, And that was really rooted in children being active participants um, in their learning And, you know, it's also about Lars Malaguzzi um, because Lars Malaguzzi founded the educational philosophy um, that is now known what we refer to as the Reggio Emilia approach. Um, So I suppose in terms of its development, um, it focused and grew from the relationship between the services Um, between Lars Malaguzzi up until his death and his colleagues and then the local administrators and I suppose movements in civic society Um, so especially the women's movement um, and you know the the women that were very much involved in establishing the schools um, were very much involved in the women's uh, movement and also a desire you know, to not return to to fascism. Um, But I suppose um, when we think about what it's really about, um, and I love this quote, so I'm going to share it um, with the listeners, but the the birth and development of Reggio Emilia's experience, um, the place Reggio Emilia um, and their experience of education, the image of the child, the hundred languages, research, 
the children-teacher-parent relationship and participation. So those are really key um, to the approach. And, and you'll hear people say all the time, and it's so true, Reggio Emilia is unique to the place, um, which is Reggio Emilia. So, you know, it's it's an approach that you can be inspired by, um, but it's not, you can't say, you know, we have the Reggio Emilia approach in our setting. You can say, you know, we're inspired by a lot of the thinking um, behind me or behind it. Um, but I suppose what's also really interesting um, for me and, and what strikes me is really how important the approach is today, um, especially when we think about, you know, the challenges that we're facing as a society, um, you know, how this, the challenges humanity is, is facing in terms of war, um, you know, threat, threats to democracy, climate change. Um, because I suppose what Reggio Emilia and the approach is continually retelling us is that children are holders of rights. Um, they are the leading role and you'll, you'll hear the word that they're the protagonists. Um, you'll hear that word in Reggio, um, in their own stories and, and in the stories of society. And it's really the approach is about always looking to the future for children so that they can have a good and a fair um, and a just future. And what, what stru struck me recently um, in listening to um, a, a lecture from when I was most recently in Reggio Emilia, you know, in the 70s and 80s, um, it was felt that families um, needed their own child made visible, you know, with all their competencies. Um, but in today's world, within the Reggio Emilia schools, they feel they need to underline the sense of belonging to a community. And so in this moment in history, we really need to focus on the group and the community. Um, and that doesn't mean we cancel the individual journey of the child. It just means that both are complementary um, to each other. So I think, you know, when when you think about the Reggio Emilia approach, it's really deeply rooted in, in social constructivism in terms of, you know, the sociological theory that human development is socially situated and knowledge is, is constructed through interactions with others. So relationships, 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 they're key. It's um, it's really all about um, this. the Reggio Emilia system and the centres are about rights um, and those rights are related and interdependent. And it's not just about the rights of the children. It's about the rights of the teachers, um, the educators, the people that work with the children. It's about the rights of the families. And then it's about making um, children visible within the community. Um, so, you know, the Reggio Emilia and the schools are places for children to represent their potential. Um, and then educators, the teachers take that potential and stand by children's side. So, you know, the Reggio Emilia approach is is deeply political. So, Millie, what you're saying there about, you know, the, the democracy and, and the way it has continued to, to evolve and taking into account the current situation in, in the world, I have to say it kind of struck me a bit like that, that, you know, we talk about wars being kind of the war to end all wars. And just before Christmas, I was in, in Poland and you know, so much of the history of Poland is connected to World War Two, which the Reggio Emilia approach was born out of. Yeah, yeah. And yet, you know, for all the rhetoric about this won't happen again, this won't happen again, down the road from where we were in Krakow is Ukraine, 
where it's all happening again. Um, so that it's it's so important that we value that um dem- democratic approach. And I suppose seeing the early years as as linked to politics to ensure a better world in in the future. And I suppose that ties in with kind of where it was going to go next. I read uh, something that Loris Malaguzzi said that the uh, Regimilia image of children is uh, that idea of a child rich in potential, strong, powerful, competent, and most of all connected to adults and, and children. And, uh, you know, that very much echoes uh, your your quote there. So how how is that evident in practice? How, how do you see... Um, that image of, of children when you're in the um, infant and toddler centres and the preschools in in Reggio and you know you've been you've been several times at this stage. So as I was saying more in um, Reggio Emilia, the the system centres around rights and and those rights are are related and interdependent. Um, so democracy is really important. You know the democracy of the team. You know everyone is seen as extremely important. And and children and adults, um, what you see is them learning together in in search of meaning. So the teacher is researching with children and colleagues. So it's about observation. But really not about not about observing to teach. It's really about experiential um, learning and, and knowledge building. Um, so, you know, within the Reggio Emilia approach, um, it says that the task of educators is to help children speak through documentation. So um, they really see the role of the educator is to help you know, children to speak through documentation. So conversations and exchanges are really important. And documentation makes it possible for educators to understand and reflect on children and how children are questioning and and making sense of the world. So, you know, from my experience and and how I've seen it in practice, um, it is really through the documentation, um, number one. So, you know, documentation um i suppose makes it possible for for the educators to understand and reflect on how children are questioning and and making sense of the world and within the reggio emilia approach you know it's a tool um but it's also an ethical choice you know they really believe it's an ethical choice to make children's um to make children's excuse me to make children visible um through um their learning approaches um so it's it's really deeply rooted within um documentation but in practice you see huge pleasure um you know in you know discovery play um in the context of where learning is taking place and 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 meaning is made um and you actually you know see really really engaged and happy educators um you know because they are really in a space of deep learning, not only with the children, but with each other. You know, it's it's a place of community um, where a, a place, a real deeply um, connected learning space and learning environment. And then, as I was saying, you know, before learning in groups is really, really important. Um, and, you know, I do think that, you know, one of the most extraordinary aspects really of learning um, that we can witness is the learning in groups and then sort of the learning of a group. Um, so the learning in groups is deeply important within the Reggio Emilia approach. Um, 
And as I said earlier, it's seen as, as really, really important and even more important um, now within, you know, within today's society. And children are very involved in that documentation. It's not a task that educators are doing um, without the children. The children um, play their their part in, in, in that too. From my recollection, I was in Reggio Emilia once, oh, eight or ten more years ago now. Yeah, no, absolutely more. They're they're absolutely involved in, in the documentation. Um, and, you know, it's it's really it's not seen as it's part of the journey. It's not about an end journey, you know, so it's very much around, you know, documenting learning as it's happening, what's going on, you know, of the observation, the listening that's taking place, the discoveries of children, you know, as we know, like learning isn't linear you know there and, and children are constantly bringing different types of meaning to it so you know they're they're deeply in part of the documentation process um and it, that continual cyc- cyclical journey you know journey of learning and i remember also the the, the trust aspect which was you know when the child um rich in potential and strong and that you know in believing that that leads us to trust children more that that we don't see children as kind of needy and vulnerable anymore that we you know we see them as as capable and strong and rich in potential so we've to you know develop that ability in ourselves um to trust children would you you'd have seen that i presume would you yeah, you you absolutely see that. But you know what you also see more? Yeah, it's absolutely about trusting children's competencies, but it's also about educators um having a duty to be, you know, to be curious um and to be curious about the world and, and the life around them because you know, as much as you can see children as competent and capable, um, you have to, as an educator, support them in discovering that world around them because they're full of questions, you know. So it's it's not happening in isolation. You know, children aren't discovering that, you know, in isolation when in the Reggio Emilia approach. They're actually, um, you know, discovering side by side, you know, and the the so the educators within the Reggio Media approach do have a duty to be, you know, curious and to be committed to, you know, lifelong learning and um I suppose to continue to be interested and and, and passionate um and to engage in 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 the world and the world around us so that that really kind of supports children to be curious and and to I suppose nurture that curiosity that exists in each child yeah and which I've written before we kind of value curiosity in adults and we don't always value it in 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 children and uh you know I think it's really good to kind of take ourselves back and remind us of the importance of curiosity um one of the other very used phrases about uh, the Reggio Emilia um, philosophy and approach is that of the environment being the third teacher. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, in practice, um, you know, what does that mean? And, you know, the other teachers. So if the environment is the third teacher and there's the there are the educators, as as you've spoken about, um, you know, that that idea of there being multiple teachers in, in, in a room, including the environment itself. Yeah, you know, I suppose um, 
One thing that's deeply important within the Reggio Emilia approach is, um, you know, what situations give children the greatest sense of well-being um, and also what situations give children the most reciprocal relationships with other children. So, again, you know, back to back to what I keep harping on about but again it's it's around the relationships you know relationships are key um and time time within the environment um is key and and in thinking about I suppose how how spaces are developed you know and and this was a, a lovely quote again that I heard within um Regio was, you know, it's a dance between adults thoughts and children's thoughts and and that's really rooted in in design thinking. So theory kind of and practice, you know, they're not they're not separate. So the environments and the, and the spaces in in the Reggio Emilia Infant and Toddler Services and preschools are really about an embodied practice. So they're built and organized really to evoke an emotional and multi-sensory experience. And and all spaces are seen as learning contexts where children are, are all together. Um, you know, so the organization of these spaces, it, it is really, really um important, you know. Um, and and the architecture and, and the pedagogy go hand in hand. Um so, you know, it's it's something that you really it really strikes you when you go and you and you see the environments um, and how they are are um, set up. But really at the root of them is is about um, ensuring that that children um, are are given and afforded the opportunity um, to learn and develop and build their sense of of well-being. And the environments are, are also very set up to support children's uh, curiosity and exploration through creativity and um, the adults supporting supporting that. And there are lots there's lots of materials and spaces where children can be really really creative. Yeah, and 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 something as well. Again, um, that that really resonates with me. It's 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 again about giving value to the relationships that that take place so it's not just actually about being aesthetically beautiful um you know a, a beautiful space on its own won't generate you know questions you know nobody is is really going to learn anything if they're not motivated to you know to be involved so the, you know the learning needs to happen in a way that's playful you know and obviously aesthetic emotional but you know really relational but the center of it is around sort of motivation and pleasure. And, um, you know, obviously within the Reggio Emilia approach, um, creativity is is seen as a way of giving shape, you know, to ideas um, and, and sharing and learning together as a group. And, um, you know, I love it. I always say this quote by Laura Smalaguzzi, but I do love it. You know, it's like, you know, creativity doesn't wear a party dress. It belongs to each, you know, each and every one of us. Um, so, you know, within the Reggio Emilia approach, yes, you do have, um, you know, the atelier and there is, you know, atelieristas. Um, but, you know, you don't need to have that to, to still have, you know, the richness of thinking um, within a setting. Um, but, you know, that is something that um, it is, I suppose, when people think of the Reggio Emilia approach, they they, they do think about um, the fact that, that that is something that's, in, in, you know, I suppose, embedded within the approach. But but they would very much say that, um, you know, it, it's 
it, you don't need to have that to to have the richness in thinking and you know to, as i was saying earlier you know educators um you know can still be curious and provoke curiosity within children you know i suppose you can evolve the ateliers in the world but if the children don't have the opportunity to explore and be curious with educators um it's about what happens in the spaces not just the spaces themselves yeah absolutely and that's again you know that's why back again to relationships you know relationships 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 you know that they're what um you know actually create spaces and situations that give children those connected you know relationships and connected learning you know, it, it is, as you say, more, it, it, it's all about those relationships. So as an organization, um, Melissa, what's our involvement with um, with Regomelia? So, Maura, we um, are um, part of the International Partner Network Group um, for um, Regio Children, and, and we represent the Republic of Ireland. Um, so over the last um, number of years, um, we have been, I suppose, working to develop our, our partnership and our relationship with Regio Children. Um, and that's why, as you said at the beginning of the, the podcast, it's really exciting to, to actually speak about a project um, that we are involved with, with Regio Children. and. Um, so as members will know, um, this year as part of the funds raised for National Pajama Day, um, it was going to go towards the project. And this project um, with Regio Children really centres around uh, some continuous professional learning activities. Um, so in April, we are going to be taking a group of members on a study tour and the cost of that tour um, will be covered. Um, so we will be opening an application process in the next few weeks and and up to 25 lucky members will be able to participate. And, and also for those who won't be able to join the study tour, we'll be having a, a free member event in May with um, a keynote speaker from Regio Children joining us here in Ireland and, and giving us um, some rich insight into the Regio Media approach. Um, so planning is is underway for this event. Um, so lots more information on these two activities um, and the plans are, are going to be sort of announced over the next few weeks. So really encourage members to keep an eye out um, and watch that space. And, you know, if you're a member who, you know, the Reggio Media approach is new to you, um, or someone who knows a lot about us, you know, we're, as you were saying at the beginning of the podcast, we're really going to be, you know, delving into it over the next number of months um, and, uh, you know, continue to um, speak about it um, moving forward in, in more detail and really hoping that we can all, I suppose, learn together and look at how the approach um, works within, you know, the Irish context, um, you know, because as I was saying, like it's an approach that's deeply rooted within Reggio Emilia, the place and, you know, Ireland and our society and our settings and our context are, are different. Um, so there's aspects um, and elements that um, we can be deeply inspired by, but there's, you know, going to be differences, which I think are exciting to explore and, and discuss together. And as part of the network, um, 
um, there's other partner countries. Um, so we are hoping to engage in some communities of practice and, and share learning across um, other countries and, and really look at, um, you know, creating a community where we can learn from each other and discuss those challenges. You know, what's exciting about, about being inspired by, you know, different um, philosophies and practices, but what are the challenges of that? Um, so, yeah, it's really exciting more and lot, lots more exciting information to come from members um, in the next um, few weeks. It's going to be a really exciting opportunity to, you know, learn more about the, the ethos and um, the opportunity to be inspired and then reflect on how to contextualize it for uh, not just for Ireland, for each individual setting that will be that will be taking part in it. So, yeah, fantastic yeah, opportunity. Think- you know, I've I've been very privileged and, and feel very privileged that I have had the opportunity to go to um, Reggio um, a number of times. And, you know, every time, as you say, it's, it, for me, the, the benefit is time, time to actually have time to think and reflect and experience um, a philosophy that there's aspects of it that, you know, you mightn't 100% actually agree with, for example, but really overall, you'll come away, you know, deeply inspired um, by the dialogue, you know, the dialogue you have, what you see, um, as you were saying earlier, you know, seeing children as viewed as really competent and capable and, and you know, rights holders. There's, you know, there's just so much um that you you get from it, but also just being in dialogue with peers and and others, and um and looking at what 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 little snippets you can take and bring back, what works, what mightn't work. You know, I think it's it's a really exciting professional learning opportunity. Um, really exciting. I always always get something from going. <laughs> always. So I suppose the message is uh, watch out on uh, our easing and social media for more details as the plans get more um, get more firmed up. Uh, exactly, Mark. It's uh, going to be great. So, Melissa, thanks so much for um, sharing your your passion and your um, experiences of being in in Reggio Emilia. Um, great conversation. Thank you so much. No problem or a pleasure. Thanks a million. And uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Early Childhood Ireland's podcast, which is proudly supported by Ericus Insurance. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and spread the word to your friends and colleagues and stay tuned for our next episode. Mm-hmm.